0: Thank you for having me. I also realize that I'm between you and coffee, so I'll try and make sure that you know, you're reasonably entertained. Um, so uh, what I'm here to talk about, actually, I think uh, Linda has probably done this on purpose. I think uh, I'm going to talk a bit about the summary of all of the stuff that you've heard this afternoon. How does it all come together? Right? Um, so um, I'll, you know, the, the topic is really, we have actually a brand. In fact, I'm actually wearing it, which is only designed by product managers and engineers. There are no designers at all, and it's actually fully—it's um, it's actually built that way. So we'll talk a bit about how we actually do this. Um, before I get there, just Mintra. Mintra is actually an e-commerce fashion-focused uh, app and website in India. Uh, our mission is to use technology to democratize fashion and lifestyle and help our customers look good. Um, the, um, this, is, this is who we are. We're from Bangalore. Uh, we do about a billion dollars of sales, lots of brands, and most importantly, I think people have talked about data. So we have 30 million monthly active users. So we get lots and lots of data that we can actually do stuff with, um, which is how the whole idea started of how can we actually use all of this data and use AI and use the compute technology that exists, use the image search that exists to actually create brands. So I'm going to talk a bit about that. Uh, most people in Mintra are actually not from the fashion business. Um, I'm not. Um, My wife clearly says I actually should get more into fashion than I actually am uh, today. Uh, But if you actually look at it with a clean, sort of fresh pair of eyes, what you find is that uh, it's actually a relatively inefficient process to actually make a garment. right? So if you take the current state of the fashion, uh, it's very long lead times. Uh, There's also sort of uncertainty in consumer trends, and consumer trends also change over time. right? So it's almost a 14-month process. Uh, you start with concepts, you then get into proto samples. Uh, then, you know, seven months later, you get your bookings, and 14 months later, you actually have the product. So the chances of getting it right actually are quite low, which is why you have end of season sales and a lot of wastage in the system. This, of course, has been addressed, and, you know, we're in Stockholm, so, you know, many fast fashion brands have actually addressed this. Zara, H&M, Forever 21. Uh, The real thing is, again, lots of supply chain innovation around how do we actually get it fast. So what we at Mintra decided we wanted to do uh, was create an intelligent fast fashion, right? So how do we actually think about an intelligent system that actually turbocharges fast fashion, um, even compared to what H&M, Zara, and many others do? So the system is actually quite simple. We start with demand sensing. We then go into what we call a light design, which is again done without any human intervention. Then we get it to a very fast supply chain. Uh, we're fortunate to be in India where there's actually lots of manufacturing and textiles, so it's a very fast sort of turnaround on the supply chain. And then we actually do even pricing in a tech led fashion because we have so much data, we can actually do volume price elasticity in real time. Right? So I think we won't have time to talk through all of it, so I'm going to talk about demand sensing and the design piece of it today, uh, which is probably the most interesting. So if you take demand sensing, what do we do? First, I think fashion is now global. So um, one of them is really understanding global trends. And I think we talked about trends and trend analysis. So really, how do we get at these trends very quickly and very quantitatively? Second is you know, we are an e-commerce site. As I said, we have lots of data that actually comes with it. We also crawl through competitor sites. So we have lots of sales data, and we know what's selling and what's not selling. So we bring those two together to say, what are actually best-selling products that could be created? And then we actually go through a machine-generated design. So let me walk you through uh, global trends. So if you look at the sources that we have, Um, We have, obviously, lots of blogs. We have Instagram. We actually crawl through many, many things to actually get at this. We also have a fashion taxonomy. I think you talked about semantic search earlier, right? But fashion is actually defining the fashion outline and how you actually think about it is not easy. So we've invested a lot of effort on taxonomy. And then, of course, we spoke about image search and image analysis. So a lot of it is around how do you extract accurately the attributes of a product. Uh, So we bring all of this together, and we basically say, here are the things that actually are trends for this season, Uh, or actually even in the nearer term. So you see the -the off-the-shoulder crop, you see skinny jeans, you see bohemian dresses. These are some of the trends that actually are done completely through actually machines. We then have lots of data. We know lots of things that sell. Um, Mintra, we acquired our uh, nearest competitor called Jabong, so we actually own a lot of, actually, the market in India, so we have lots and lots of data. So what does the machine do? And with the data, sales data that we have, we then know what are the top sellers that sell and what are the bottom sellers that don't sell, right? Because we have continuous data that comes together. We then put that together. We have the sales data, we have the global trends, we put it together, and then we have an AI program. It's called RT. The AI program sort of brings all of this together and then says, what are the recommended attributes, right? So, and what are the things that are not recommended? So it actually gives a, almost a guideline for a designer or for a machine algorithm to say, here are the things to do and not to do based on both sales data and trends, right? Now, this is very easy to say, as, as many of the speakers before me said, this is actually very hard to do. It took us, I think, about nine months to sort of get this right. Um, but once you get it right, it's very powerful, because the more data that you actually have, the, you, know, you get it right better and better and better. So we do this as one step. Then, I think, is when magic starts to happen. So AI, I think folks have spoken about before. Uh, what is artificial intelligence? It's the ability to perform many of the tasks that typically humans find very easy to do, but machines find very hard to do. Um, with a bit of repetition, I'm just going to cover this. So this is... Very easy for all of us to recognize. I think you spoke about the cats and dogs earlier, but this is a cute cat. And how does the brain recognize this? So if you look at what the eye does um, and the neural networks that are actually there, each of these networks fires. So you see the whiskers, you see the color, you see the hair. You sort of go through this entire framing to basically come back and say, this is actually a cute cat. right? So this is very easy for the brain to do. right? So this is what it does. Now, we try and mimic with a neural network the same thing from what our image search does. So if you just take this example, and you see the top that you actually have, we again, I mean, I'm simplifying here, but we put it through many, many layers to basically come back and say, first, it recognizes it's a crop top. Then it basically says it's a varsity logo. Then it gives, here are the sleeves. And what it does is it goes through the exact same process that a neural network does to come back and say, here are the attributes of the image that's actually being seen. Again, you need lots and lots of data to train this and get this right. And we actually are fortunate because we're an e-commerce player, and India is a big market, and lots of mobile phones. So it's growing, and we have lots and lots of data. So with this data, the model gets trained. So with this whole framing, right? here's what we do. So we have a recipe of trends. We have a set of attributes that should and should not be done. Then we actually have an AI program that actually uses various frameworks, you know, GAN being one of them, to create a whole bunch of iterations around the designs. So literally, it goes through 20 iterations, 100 iterations, to come out with a set of designs of a T-shirt, right? Uh, then what we do is, since we have a lot of data, Right, after we get to some 300 iterations, we then put it through uh, our data set. So we have something called machine curation. What it does is it takes all of these designs and simulates, if we were to put this design up and sell it, would it sell or not sell? Would it actually work or not work? Right? And it keeps doing this again and again to create, um, to create what is actually a final design. So this actually is a real design that was created, and it, the probability of it actually selling is 70%, which is actually quite high. So what I'm wearing today was actually purely machine generated. Not the jacket, but the T-shirt. We do T-shirts, we do trousers, we do jeans. The, it gets more complicated as you start to do dresses and other things, but that's where we're going, right? So um, this is a real business, right? So and we put real money against it. So I wanted to talk a bit around what does this actually mean for us. Once the design actually happens, we actually get it into a rapid ecosystem because we want the design to actually get produced very quickly, because we've just got the trends right, and we've got the machine-generated design. So we do a lot of the usual. There's much more to be done, but you know we know what the fabric uh, availability is. We actually create an automatic tech pack, so you don't actually have to go through a manual process. So after the attributes the design recipe, it results in a tech pack. Um, we actually do procurements very fast. Um, lots of things to actually reduce the lead time. So with this. Uh, Here is we have the brand. Actually, if you go on Myntra and search for Motor Rapido, you can actually see this brand. It sells T-shirts, it sells jeans, and there are kurtas, which are the Indian tops, Uh, all done completely machine-generated. Less than 30 days, actually, from concept to go live. So from the time the machine-generated actually design happens to the time it actually goes live, it's 30 days. Uh, Second, if you look at the actual data, we started this uh, maybe about, you know, the, the concept of this, I think, started about two years ago. The first set of designs probably went about nine months um, because there was lots of work that had to be done before. Uh, if you look at it, the sell through of these products is 3x of what actually happens in a regular brand, right, on, on Mintra. So we're a multi brand platform. This particular brand sells 3x. It's also very profitable, right, because there's very little wastage in the system it's actually really, really profitable. So the gross margins are very high, double that of anything else. And the brand today does about $10 million of business. Um, more importantly, it's growing at 200% year on year. So if you sort of think about this, this is genuinely, I think while Mintra today is a fairly large e-commerce um, um, you know, website and app, I believe that this technology of Rapid, and what we're doing with it could actually be bigger than Mintra because it actually has global application. It's sort of the first genuinely machine-generated design that actually comes together. And uh, so we're very excited about it. Um, And uh, this is only the beginning. I think our goal is to actually continue to grow this and also work with many partners and many brands to see how do we actually use this technology with even regular brands uh, to make better products that fit customer needs. So thank you. Wow, this is, this is amazing. I think it's so interesting to hear. Um, but my question instantly goes to AI and creativity. That is like the question that has been debated and discussed for quite right. a long time. Yep. How do you see the role of the AI in the future? So um, I think, look, it's here to stay. It'll only get better. Uh, will it replace all designers? Not anytime in the near future. Uh, But will it actually make the process of design more scientific and get greater probability of success? Absolutely. And I think it's not just applicable in fashion, it's applicable in every industry. I think these frameworks and networks can be used for almost anything, right? I think the combination of image search, lots of compute power, right? And a few frameworks around generating designs and lots of data, I think leads to this. Okay, so if it's going to compete with us within creative work and also in a lot of the other uh, things we've seen. Now I have another question for you, and this might be a little bit outside your field. Sure. But in the beginning, I mentioned that we see seen in our studies that people would like to have an AI as a manager. Do you think that AI in the future could take on a role like that? I, I don't think anytime immediately. No. At least the CEO role I think is safe for now. <laughs> other roles I don't know. Thank you so much Thank you for you very this much. wonderful presentation. Thank you.